Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Attention, terrorists. Hold on. Here's Tara's Daily Rant. Good morning. Fox News reporter Jonathan Siri joins us for an update on the Murdoch murder trial. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Tara. Good to be back with you. Absolutely. All right. Give us an update. What's going on? Okay. So court resumes today around 930, and we expect that the defense is going to cross-examine Melinda Worley. She's a forensic scientist with SLED. On Friday during uh, prosecution testimony, she uh, said that blood had been found in Alec Murdaugh's SUV and that blood was found on his clothes after testing now just from his appearance when you look at um, at the interrogation video where he was talking with uh, both a local deputy and also a, a, a sled agent a different sled agent um, his clothes appear to be clean and the, the defense and the prosecution are arguing about what that means the prosecution is trying to suggest that clean clothes contradict Murdoch's claims that when he found his his wife and son that he went up, tried to take their pulse because it was such a bloody crime scene. If there were any involvement, they argue that he would there would be blood on his clothes, obvious blood, not just trace evidence. The defense is arguing that it actually bolsters their case because if he had fired the fatal shots that killed his wife and son, there would be blood splatter. And there were, there were no visual signs of, of that just to the, the casual observer looking at his clothes. So this is something that we uh, anticipate the debate will continue as this trial goes into its second week. This is all going to get very interesting. The testimony I'm waiting for, Jonathan, kind of is along the same vein um, because the expert for the state wrote in their initial report last February, February 4th, I think it was, that the blood spatter on um, Alec Murdaugh's shirt was was not consistent with you know with shooting. There was there there wasn't blood spatter from shooting, um, and then he and then flipped his opinion. I said, "Oh wait, no, wait. Now I remember. Yeah, it is." And now, and, and because the, the evidence was destroyed, um, there's no way for the prosecution, I mean, for the defense to test the shirt, bring in their own witnesses. That's going to be a mess. This, this is the key piece of evidence. And the prosecution, I think, bungled it badly. Um, you have to let the other side take, you have to let the side test it. And when your own wit, you know, your own witness, your own expert has put forward two separate opinions in writing, this is why they're already, I, I mean, correct me if you think I'm wrong. I mean, this is why they're already arguing over what the blood spatter, what the stains say. 
Yeah, the def- and the defense is going to be pointing out any inconsistency or even alleged inconsistency that it finds. At the same time, there I spoke with one lawyer who's in the courtroom, an observer that we've been using as an analyst, and he says any uh, any defense attorney is always going to discredit the handling of the crime scene. In his opinion, he felt that the detectives who first arrived at the scene did a good professional job, but he said he's never met a defense attorney uh, that says, oh, you did a great job there. You preserved the scene and uh, everything was correct. I have no further questions. It is kind of a conundrum, though. I mean, on the one hand, it seems to be saying that, oh, like he's lying. He didn't go check on his wife and son, right, because he didn't have the blood on him. But then again, if he didn't have the blood on him, then he could have shot him. So it's sort of an endless round and round catch 22 they're playing now. Yeah, and that that one may be a draw, according to this attorney analyst that I, w- I was talking with. And so it, it's really going to depend on what additional evidence they produce. One thing to watch for is the Snapchat video. There was apparently a Snapchat video, maybe some other social media from the scene uh, that may or may not place Alec Murda uh, at, at the scene at a given time. It, it may shed some more light on the actual timeline, um, but but that's yet to be seen. What can we expect today, Jonathan Siri? Yeah, so we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna hear more testimony, cross examination from this sled agent, and then we expect that there will be. Uh, additional they're starting out the prosecution is starting out with the investigators the first responders and the police who arrived at the scene uh, shortly after that 911 call uh, in which Alec Murdoch called and we're going to hear more of that at least this morning, as we go further into testimony there, there's there's more than 250 witnesses on the list. They include some of the other Murdoch family members. They also in, include some of his alleged financial fraud victims, because separate of the murder charges, He's accused of all of these financial crimes, allegedly pocketing money that was intended for his his clients who had won legal settlements and different personal injury cases. And so if the prosecution is allowed to present that, they're going to try to paint a picture of a defendant who can't be trusted and whose past was beginning to catch up with him. The prosecution arguing that these murderers were done to distract from his financial crimes that people were just beginning to realize and and were beginning to catch up to him. You know, it's interesting. I half think, and it's a brilliant strategy, that the prosecution, you know, chose that as their theory of the case to say to the judge, so let's just bring in everybody he's ever ripped off, defrauded, um, and now been charged in separate cases, 99 other charges, Um, Let's just bring them all in as character witnesses. That's a great, that's a brilliant way to do it by saying, oh, hey, that's his motive. He wants to distract from his financial crimes. Yeah. And so they're going to argue that these crimes were finally catching up with him. And they're going to tie it all together because Alec Murdoch, in that interview with the sled agent and the sheriff's deputy, uh, the sheriff's detective, um, said, 
almost immediately that he believed that this shooting of his wife and son was related to his son Paul's boat accident in 2019, led to the death of a 19-year-old woman, a passenger on his boat. He was accused of operating the boat under the influence. Alec Murdoch said his son, after that accident, was getting punched in public. He was being harassed and he was being threatened, and so he tried to to tie it to, to that. But at the same time, because the family sued him, they they sued the Murdoch family, multiple family members, including Alec Murdoch, that opened him to more scrutiny of his finances. And that is when people started discovering more of these allegations of financial impropriety. And so it all ties together. And uh, the prosecution is going to say that this implicates him in the murders. The defense is going to say, nope, these are completely unrelated, and you only have circumstantial evidence. It's going to be interesting to see what the jury thinks, Jonathan. Siri, I know you got to scoot. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Terrorists want it. Hear the Terror Show weekday mornings on 1063 WORD and the Odyssey app.